You know, Truong Tzu, I don't know if Lao Tzu, the Taoist, Lao Tzu was the first Taoist, the guy who wrote, not the first Taoist, the first published Taoist, Tao Te Ching was by Lao Tzu. So Truong Tzu was sort of the comedian follower to Lao Tzu. So Lao Tzu's first line, as I said to you earlier, was those who speak do not know, those who know do not speak. And Truong Tzu was, what a great guy. He starts the poetry, if you are on a river and an empty boat comes towards you, We'll just push the empty boat aside and you don't really argue with the person. But if in that same boat there's a person and your boat hits it, you freak out and get into a fight with this person. Empty your boat so you don't get into a fight with someone. You understand what I'm saying? These practices empty the boat somewhat so we get triggered less. It doesn't make it pleasant. The other boat's still going to hit your boat and might take the paint off your boat. You just won't go ballistic. The ballistic thing is not owning the stuff. And with time, it gets easier and easier. But this doesn't exempt you from the human experience. I had a massive falling out with a friend years ago and a wound I've been carrying. And so uh, I let them know. I kind of ran out of steam halfway through the half, the second person, because I realized it was just child wounding. It's never about the other person, is it? Ever. The biggest betrayals, all of that, it's just really a self-healing. You know, in therapy, people was like, I really want to talk to this ex, I really want to talk, it's like, it's not about that. A lot of times, healing the past comes from just with your experience. It doesn't matter what the other person feels, truly. We think we need that closure. Closure's internal. I got nothing to say. Beautiful. That's the first <laughs> I love that. Yeah. <laughs> She'll say it for you. Now, I, my brother just got divorced, and I picked my sister in law, my ex sister in law. And I have to tell you, the second and third, she had it coming, and I felt good doing it. But when I looked at it back at myself, I realized that I had a lot of anger, and my words were harsh. And is there anything in her behavior that you could relate to? <laughs> Maybe. Really? No. <laughs> I was stressed. No. Um, there, there are a few things I probably can. Sit with that one. Might be nothing. Might be something. People do really painful things out of survival. I'm not saying not to excuse behaviors. All actions have consequences. That's one thing, you know. Even in a dream realm. But just sit with it for yourself. Might be something, might not be something. Well, um, uh, what I found most annoying in others are the drivers. <laughs> that uh, drive inappropriately, aggressively, and all those things that I, love I have you. no connection to. I love you. <laughs> and I, I know that, and I try to have compassion with them, because I know that I see myself doing the same thing. But then, uh, but then I, I still get triggered, and then I have my compassion comes afterwards when I... I don't get triggered physically, but just intellectually. Yeah. 
when he took it to yourself, how did that feel? Well, I do that all the time when I'm driving. I, after I react to them, I, I, I say, you know, I know this is, I'm, I'm going to see myself doing the same thing in five minutes from now. Then how do I feel about myself? But I... Um, but that's beautiful, right? Because most people don't do that part. And that's really what this exercise is about. But most people don't do that part, that I do that. That's what discharges it. The reaction might come up the next 20 years. But the beautiful thing is that you're having that with yours. And I've been almost killed in two car accidents with some other idiot driving. So my practice actually as a racer is to sit next to someone and not someone who's a racer, but a non-racer, and just shut up and let them drive. That's my control freak exercise. And I have the same reaction as you. I'm like, I can go into that place of like, my God, this is crazy. Right? But my practice is just to the humanness of it. I've almost died in two car accidents when I wasn't driving. I'm constantly seeing people on texting and this and that. But the human side of it. So, again, it's not about perfection. It's about just going like, oh, okay, I do that too. Okay, I do that too. It softens it somewhat. And it's a great practice of helplessness, which is the last thing any of us want. Especially something we're good at. For those of you who are really good at something, you're great cooks, you're great whatever, great therapists, great body workers, put yourself in the hand of someone who's really not good at that thing and see how that feels. That's an awesome way to piss yourself off. <laughs> Driving, web design, arts, healer, I mean, just fantastic. But you're also a powerful woman, so your job as a woman is to mother that child. That's the thing about this aspect of this wounded child. We have to become the mother and father we didn't have. That's a very important part in the shadow work. You become that parent. I have a picture of myself. I had a very brutal childhood. I have a picture of myself. It's a two and a half year old. And I connect with that little boy every night when I go to bed and every morning when I wake up. And their days, it's not every day, but their days where I actually do something that little boy loves to do. Something that would be silly for a 50-year-old man, but I'll do it for a little boy. These psychic energies are real. It's not this bullshit new age you stuff, your inner child, your inner child. That's just jerking off. But it's a very real psychic energy. So get a picture of yourself as that 7-year-old. Put it next year, but how was she betrayed? How can you actually heal that betrayal in a way of what does she need? You become that parent, that friend that that child didn't have. And all of us have had these woundings. It's not to take it to a narcissistic thing, but these are very real psychic forces. They have to be addressed. What you do not address will own you. Thank you. 
So practice, it'd be a great practice for you to actually set up a situation, maybe not somebody that difficult right off the bat, but they can actually speak in truth. Truth is what heals. If you work on the end result, I don't want to hurt the other person, as opposed to the truth, it can be very tricky. Now, there's sometimes where people don't want to hear the truth. Sometimes we're so angry we want to hurt them by speaking the truth. That's not helpful. But observe that being nice is really dishonest. I can tell you, because that's been my life story. When I was a kid, I really admired people who spoke the truth, that came out and said it, because I couldn't do it. My mother was one of those people. And my mother also was a samurai sword. She would just chop your head off. That was like a bit extreme. So I had to teach myself little by little, just not to be, okay, okay, okay. So there's a middle ground of nice, which is fake, this, the samurai, which is also fake, the middle ground. But it's great practice for you. One of the things, for example, people ask you, how are you? Start saying, let me think about it. Instead of, fine. Mm-hmm. Right? That's a very Asian thing. Asian cultures, we have that in our culture. We just right away go into fine. It's just the way we're trained. No one wants to really know. So when people ask me, how are you? I actually work on being honest. I go, I'm here. Or I'm sad right now. I really work on not saying fine. Because it's just a lie. Because I'm just having a... But most people don't want to know how you really are. It's just, so then I'm not going to bother with it. But... Just practice. Say it in your voice, you know, softly, so you're saying it to yourself, but not to the other person. Oh, no, no, I, I'll say it. But I, I won't, like, people really don't want to usually know no, how they don't want to know. No, yeah. no, but it's not your problem. Your job is, like, you just say it. Now, you don't need to go... But if you have that reaction at the end, well, what's wrong? But they don't even want to know. That should take maybe delight in the fact that there's something wrong. Well, well, well but again, <laughs> you, you have to protect yourself. Right. A, but you don't have to say, fine, how are you doing? I'm here. Whatever. I mean, if they're going to like, first of all, what are you doing? The person's going to try to stab you in the back like that. That should not be someone that you're friends with. But no, but let's say business people that yeah. you have to, you know, encounter and just... Can you say I'm here? Can, you, can you say I'm here? Can you say, can you do little practices? Not like, well, I did this weekend when this bald guy ruined my life. I've been crying for a week. Like, maybe you don't need to say that at the next business meeting. But you can do something more. So, how are you doing? For me, I am here is a good one because that's actually pretty honest. I'm here. You know? I'm packing a gun. Don't look at me. There's all kinds of things you can go with. Go ahead.
he is the most, has been the most psychically connected to me, more than anyone else. If I'm acting out like in college, I'll get into trouble, he would just call and just know. No one else. My mother, I speak to her 10 times a day, I hide from her every other single person except for him. So he's, we're very connected. Makes sense, right? We should, yeah. Makes sense. And the more you can own that, it makes the relationship more genuine. Because the projection thing keeps people at a distance. I mean, that's a part of projection, right? Not that only you suffer, they also suffer, because they're not. Go ahead. Um, I think mine was just, like, I first just felt all the rest. I didn't really want to do this exercise, but I actually really like it. But it was just a culmination of a lot of different people and relationships, similar in tone. And the thing that I noticed was that when, you know, I'm trying, let me, let me see it. And then it started, yeah, then I did see it. I saw where I didn't see myself completely in those, in those um, attitudes and behaviors, but, I did, but at the same time I did see where I am there as well. And so it was basically, yeah, I mean, I just was able to begin to form some compassion for that instead of... For that. Hmm? Finish that sentence. For that what? Well, for the, the parts of myself that... Thank you. <laughs> you spit that out, it helps. <laughs> <laughs> that I, um, yeah, that I, I don't want to believe I am. Yeah. And I actually had a similar thing to, I don't know your name, but um, in that some of that bad, you know, what I'm kind of put it in, what I don't like about myself, and I, I don't see myself doing this, but I do see how I take it out on on my significant other. You know, at times, that's where it'll come out the most, let's say. So here's a news flash. That's why it's called the unconscious. We cannot see this stuff. Like, we always talk about this stuff, but we don't really get it. It's called the unconscious. Why? You're blind to it. You cannot see it. Very intelligent people here. Everyone's opened their mouth. You're very intelligent people. You cannot see this stuff. That's why these exercises, they're dumb. I hate exercises. They're helpful because you guys can go like, oh my God. Really? Right? Like... And remember, the smarter you are, the more dumb you are on this other side. Intelligence is a defense mechanism towards the wounding. Right? We know that. We, become, we go into our head not to feel this emotional stuff. When I used to work in the South Bronx treating people, less educated people, meaning less college educated, you know, matriculated, whatever you want to call it, would describe these meridians. So I, start, I cut my teeth working in these community clinics, working on addicts in the South Bronx and the Lower East Side. I put needles in them. And they'd be like, man, what the hell is this thing? I'd bring the acupuncture. be like, oh my God, that's the internal branch of the Chung Mo Meridian. I'm like, what the fuck? How are these guys feeling this shit? Out of years of doing that, I went to private practice, which means started working with more educated people. People didn't feel shit. I'll, and all of a sudden I realized, it was a couple of years, and I realized, like, oh my God, they felt it because they were more in their body because they weren't educated out of their body. Yeah. So the education was actually not, it was a detriment. I mean, I literally was like a common day thing where I got good at acupuncture because I would do stuff like, oh my God, these Chinese had obviously meditated and these were real internal branches. I'm not even talking about surface stuff. People were constantly describing it because they were in their body. So the intellectual thing really does, it can be a mess. Go ahead. So I picked my mother. Um, I'm in a difficult relationship right now. And um, at first I felt very uncomfortable with the 
comfort that I felt in sharing, you know, talking about her, because I think that's where I've been, um, where I've been in the past, I don't know, uh, maybe few years or, or months, just talking about her. So I said, oh, that feels really easy and comfortable. That's what I've been doing for, you know, for a long time. So when I had, when I talked to her, uh, just I felt, you know, this is, it's. It's not fair with me and with her that I, I'm feeling all of this and she doesn't know. She lives in Brazil, so that's also hard to communicate like by email, you know. Certain things you just can't work when you're <laughs> very far away. Um, unless you can do it on your own. I mean, that's what I'm looking forward. I still feel like, you know, I depend on her presence to work something out. So it felt like, you know, she deserves to know and I deserve to tell her. And then the last part when I talk, you know, for myself, it was a variety of feelings. One is like, oh, that's definitely clearly not me. And this is, yes, I can that, you know, she has so much and it really uh, bothers me, but maybe that's a part of myself that I wanted to have a piece of that and just um, allow myself to Dig deeper. Dig deeper. The caretaker in you that we saw today, hand, holding people three times, three hands and a foot, and just this constant... That responsibility started very young. So you have to constantly dig deeper and be like, what is that defense mechanism? And obviously our mothers are huge. So own those parts. And you will see other things softening. Um, I thought of my new boss, how she's seeing the way condescending, and how she makes me feel. Keep sitting with it and keep digging deeper. I mean, this stuff brings up gold. It really does. And I know I keep saying this. It's the unconscious. None of us are aware of it. And this is where intimate relationships, not just lovers, we never listen to our partners. It's one thing I've learned. I'm a professional monogamous. So I keep looking. I'm like, wow. We actually don't listen. Like our partner can sit us down and be like, I'm saying to you, this is what you do. You're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you'd be like, 20 years later, oh my God, she actually said this to me like 20 years ago. We all do that. We never listen. Really listen to people. Even when people talk shit about you, there's, not always, usually there's some truth in it. There's some truth in it. It's painful, that stuff. But once you own it, then it's just boom. Then you'd be like, I mean, you really want to ultimately be in a place where it doesn't affect you when people say stuff about you because you're the empty boat. That's a high thing to shoot for, but if you look at this stuff, it gets easier and easier. Again, dig deeper. I mean, this stuff, 
the victim consciousness, which is one of the masks that we wear, right? So one's a caretaker, one's a victim consciousness, which is just as delicious. <clears throat> it's hard just to all the way break down. Like these things, you know, I'll be a caretaker until I take my last breath. So as a professional healer, now what I do is I work at keeping that in a boundary space and then pull it out in the rest of my life. It doesn't end, per se. It's too deep an ingrained tap dance to go away. I make it work for me. I can help other people with it. But any situation I get outside of that, I go on a desert ride. I really work on now not being the doctor and healing everyone that falls and breaks stuff. I just work on like keeping quiet. So it doesn't just go away. So you have to be conscious. So that, like, I feel truth in everything you're saying. When you go like, it's done, I'm like... Well, it's not, it's only done because I'm doing work and good. my work is never done. Good. So it's only done... Good. Um, yeah, good. So we have no, we have no argument. Well, we always are. We're in process. It's not an event. Yeah. Is what I'm saying. Um, well, I actually had to confront a friend this past week, so I was hurt. I was, and she can be very negative, and she's very frustrated to an extreme. And she gets very snappy, which gets very frustrating, especially when she's your best friend of 31 years. So I confronted her. In the meantime, I've been doing work with my relationship with my husband. So this, so that's like part of it. It was, you know, it's been good. So it's so interesting, right? This intimate relationship thing that keeps coming up. So we all do this with our partners. Friends, close friends, lovers, hookers, some of you. Um, so one thing that's interesting, I've heard you say three times about how sweet, I'm being honest, uh, how sweet your husband is. Okay, your husband is sweet, but you have to actually work on your husband not just being sweet, because that becomes a mess. Like, mm, yeah. So, that's a shtick. Whereas it's hard to be intimate with someone. It can be very delicious to have a partner, a friend, a parent that's just constantly caretaking you. But it doesn't leave room for relationship. True relationship. So and that's a big void that we have. Yes. Like, we love each other very much. But yes. missing. Yes. That I'm trying to find. And yes. And try to, to explain to him or to, to come together with him. So, yeah. sit him down, blindfold him, and feed him. <laughs> get, get him to receive. Serious. Because the goodness, when, when I hear people say someone's good, I want to hear real, not good. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I, and I'm not taking your inventory. I'm just talking from experience. Like, you need to really cut the goodness. Like, a lot of you here, you're good people. I look around the room. I see good people. And where is your shadow? Where do you get dirty? You all know are dirty. You hang out in the Amazon, so you're not right in the head. But you get dirty. You get dirty. Right? Those were like punk rockers, drug addicts. Like, I trust people like that. You've been a drug addict. Like, you've sat in your shadow. If you've been the good boy or good girl, where do you get dirty? Get dirty. I spend two days, usually of my week, in a garage, covered head to toe in grease. Dirty. There is a piece that's physically dirty. My hands in motors up to here. I love that. I love that. Get dirty. Outside of your comfort zone. Where do you do that? We don't do that. Good people really don't do that. He doesn't. Yeah, well, and... and I don't even know where shadow is. I mean, well, know, it's like it's... Well, maybe, for nine years. Like, yes, but maybe you help him carry it for him. Because one of the things that we do for people, which goes back to your point of the rebel and being the dark sheep, we carry that piece for the family. So make sure you're not carrying that for him. It deepens the relationship. Go ahead. And the end was very often lost in translation, and I didn't get the point. 
and also it was this, this meditation, and then I find out that this is the point, mm -hmm. that I don't understand the, the language between the person and me, mm -hmm. and that she's taking very, very much of me, mm -hmm. and try to get crazy. Mm -hmm. Beautiful. So change that language. They're not taking very much of you. You're giving very much of yourself. Even if I don't see her since years? Mm -hmm. Always take responsibility for your 50%. Mm -hmm. For your 50%. Someone can come steal from us. There's still a 50% in us. I left my door open. It doesn't negate the other person being a thief and coming into your house and breaking down. Your 50% is I left the door open. I forgot to lock the door. In my heart, I forgot to lock the door. The person came in and ripped my heart out. Mm -hmm. That puts the power back into you, but also gives some responsibility where responsibility is due. Yeah, I was always wondering how can I help mm. her or get into the... Uh, yeah. And people don't want help. This is what I said to you early today. It's the biggest twisted thing. People actually are comfortable in their pain. It's very confusing. You can bring water to them, they won't drink it, even if they're dying of thirst. You gotta be okay, man. This is one big dream, right, on one level. Let people have their nightmare. They don't want to wake up, okay. Um, I thought of my landlord and super who are trying to kick everyone out of our building. <laughs> um, they just don't stop. And so, with all the things I was thinking about my super and, and my landlord, I realized I either do them to myself or other people. Not the same things, but um, the hard part, though, is there's really a... I have a block there. I mean, even understanding that about myself, I can't stop, um, I don't know, either trying to help the people in my building, get them on the team, or even just when things are calm, letting it go. Well, because you've had to be hypervigilant from a very young age. So from a little bit of a story that you told us, you've had to be hypervigilant. So letting it go... He's kind of relaxing. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, I treat vets. Vets back in the day were Vietnam vets, now these kids, kids that come out from Afghanistan and Iraq. These kids are vigilant. It's not because it's luxury. They were getting shot at three months ago, every day. So they're hyper-vigilant. Every sound. The way they sit in the room is always got to be facing the door. That's you. You're hyper-vigilant on that level. A great exercise, by the way, for everything we're talking about is a little bit of journaling. Write stuff down. You'll sit there and you feel, it feels dumb. It feels like, what the hell am I doing? You start writing and all of a sudden all this stuff comes out. The collage making that I told you. Making collages. Get a magazine. Just sit down one day. Cut a bunch of images out. Put it on there. Put it away for a week or to look back at it. It'll be a transparency of what your psyche was doing at the time. It's like taking a Polaroid and taking a picture of yourself. If you're interested in going deeper with things that don't make sense, the writing or something like collage making will give you a more clear picture. But understand, hypervigilance is how you survive. Right? Doing that whole thing of being the rebel, of being the black sheep, it's a lot of work. That's a lot of work constantly getting into trouble and pissing everyone off. That's like a full-time job. Like being nice is easier almost. It's like, I just do this and do this and everyone's satisfied. Being a black sheep, I gotta piss this person up, I gotta piss this person up, I gotta piss this. It's like, woo! Go ahead. Well, I had a hard time picking, because um, I have like about five really good mirrors, highly polished. Um, one of them's a TV, but I just kind of throw that out because that's just kind of you know, everything on TV. But um, 
so I ended up, I, I called it down to two, and one of them's my, uh, my eldest brother, and then one's my, my girlfriend, my long-term girlfriend. So, I, you know, instead of, like, using one, I get to, like, you know, take the inventory of two and then have that reflected back on because I'm really good at taking inventory, you know, and then really good at seeing that inventory applied to me. So it's, it's actually, as an exercise, it's not that good of an exercise for me, I feel, because it's, I'm, I can really easily beat up on myself. I mean, I'm the master of beating the shit out of myself. Mm-hmm. So having that inventory on them and then have it applied to me, I'm like, yeah, that's my inventory. Mm-hmm. Yeehaw. Thank you very much, Albert. Mm-hmm. Got to see it again. <laughs> so, you know, that's... But, but that's actually not what we're talking about, right? We're not talking about taking an inventory as much as actually owning those energies. Beating yourself up is not owning them. Yeah. Beating yourself up is still that energy is out there spinning and still in this. Owning it is actually coming in, so it doesn't do this. Interesting. It's different. Because the mind will use anything to beat the shit out of you because that's what the mind does. So we're talking about owning them, which is taking that energy and putting it inside of you. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. It's a word, so it's hard to, hard to explain. How do you, how do you, own, how do you own it without sit, Sitting with it. Sitting with it. When it's having that experience of like, oh my God, I'm beating myself up, it feels painful, that's not owning it. So, I mean, words can only go so far. The journaling would be one part of it. And the self-compassion. I mean, forgiving yourself. Everyone in this room has done really painful things to other people. At some point, you've got to forgive yourself. Self-forgiveness is the hardest thing anyone is going to do. Forget about forgiving other people. Self-forgiveness. For being human. We don't want to be human. Right? The bottom line is no one wants to be human. I don't meet anybody that says, I, woo, I love being human. Everybody wants to get out of the human experience. So that is, but if it's beating you up, you're not in a compassionate mode. And that's a masochistic principle. There's comfort in beating ourselves up. Well, that's what it is, because it's, even though, I, you know, I say it's beating myself up, but it's just like, it's all stuff that I've been looking at for, you know, you know 10, 15, 20 years. Mm-hmm. So it's like, it's not even having an energy to it. It's almost like it's numb. It's just like, oh, yeah, this is all me. Bing, 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 bing. Mm-hmm. You know? But that's still up here. It's not here. Okay. So it's about getting out of the head. This is what I was talking about. You can be in psychotherapy for 25 years. Someone does some body works and you just burst into tears. It's all up here. The 25 years is helpful once you connect it with your body. Make sense? Yeah. I know everyone's exhausted, right? We're all cooked. Um, I have a yes, I was going to say, any, any questions? Yeah, I have a question. Um, I think I understand what the words mean and the concepts behind it, but what really is the That's a great question. Um, I, I don't think I'm projecting. I definitely think I'm observing. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a great question. You got the question? What's the difference between observing and projecting? Projecting has a charge to it. Observing doesn't. That's the answer. Goddamn fucking idiot! I cannot! Projection. Wow, man, that is insane. I really don't want anything to do with that. Observation. The charge. That's the hook that brings you in. So, 
ask me a specific question. Like, what do you, what, what specifically are you? Because we can, I can go through the whole thing. I guess I feel lost to know, other than what's readily apparent to me of who I am. Mm -hmm. What are these things that I, I supposedly lost? And I go from a place of agreeing with the idea that there are things that are lost. I just don't. How do I solve it? So, <laughs> the, the things that we've... How do you solve it or how do you figure out? Those are two different questions. Well, not solve, because if we're done, it's like, how do I discover? So, so I but there are two questions here. So, figure out what you discarded, how do you heal what you discarded? These are two different questions. Okay. Right? Right. So, the first thing is, how you figure it out is, these are things that you project on other people. Projections is how, this is, if you spot it, you got it. Things that piss you off about other people. Things that you project goodness on other people. I love this in this person. That's something that you're not owning for yourself. That's the light shadow. This drives me crazy about this person. That's the dark shadow. If you're a person who's very clean and neat and like that, that means there's an aspect of you that wasn't safe to be disorderly. So the projections is how you see this what... Is both what you like and dislike. Yeah, yeah. And we don't have enough time, but one thing that I would say to you is do this exercise we did, what's called 3-2-1, with the person, like first, third person, second person, with a positive energy with someone. Some teacher that you love, some friend that you love, some animal that you love. It's not just the negative stuff. I mean, we just focus on the negative stuff. Pull that back in. Does that make sense? Now, this stuff's going to be up. I'm going to have it up on my website. Listen to it. And listen to it. I mean, it's a lot of stuff. Right, but listen to it on that level and that brings it up. This is on our website? It's going to be. Everything. It's gonna, well, everything we did today is going to be on the website. I mean, all this stuff's been addressed over and over and over, but this is going to be on it. This particular thing. When you speak about the positive side, the light shadow, mm -hmm. so to say, like, oh, I really love how they do that, or mm -hmm. I really love that about them. Mm -hmm. It's like yourself that you haven't owned. It wouldn't just be, that's what I love about them. I love this person. They're so great because they do blah, blah, blah. This person is so awesome. They're always in service. This person, so whatever. Is it an aspect about of what you do that you have an owner, or an aspect of maybe what you think that you want to do when you're Both. seeing it? Okay. Both. The same thing really to me. Mm -hmm. So then you're almost saying we're like everything. Like we have every quality. Oh, no, no, not almost. We have everything. Okay, we have I'm everything. I'm not saying almost. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> so instead of taking responsibility for your 50%. Yes. Guilt, again, is like shame. It's a useless emotion. Guilt is, again, something that's used by a human culture to keep it entrapped. It's, it's like flypaper. It's the drug of choice. Pardon? I said it's the drug of choice. It's the drug of choice, yes. So guilt for yourself or for the other person? Uh, for yourself. Feeling guilty about your part of it. Yeah. You have to learn how to have forgive yourself. Guilt is not an emotion. Guilt is what was used exactly for the reason that you're describing. It's very difficult to face oneself. I taught a friend I'm going to shoot up when I was 18 years old. He said, two liver transplants. I'll go to my grave grieving that day. Also, I was an 18-year-old fucking kid on drugs. And my friend was an alcoholic at age 13. I'll feel guilty about it. I feel pain around it. Every time I think about it, I use it in my prayers. Forgive yourself. Forgive yourself. But it's not like, hey, man, that's cool. That was no big deal. I think about that weekly. But... This is a kid that got his shit kicked out of him by his father when he was five years old. That wasn't just me either. And my caretaker was like, well, let me show you how you tie up and shoot up, man. You're not doing it right here. So, life's brutal. We're ugly. There's ugliness in us. There's all our beauty in us. 
But when I can hold that ugliness, I can also hold the beauty. And it certainly keeps one humble in terms of perfection and any, any of those ridiculous ideas. Quick questions. Um, you mentioned a moment ago about carrying your shadow for your partner. How do you know when you're doing that? That's a deep question. Like we're talking about here, like if you're, I mean, that's, a, I can't even get in, that's like a very, very deep question. But basically, usually in relationships, there's a good cop, the bad cop. You got to figure out which party is the good cop, which part of them is the bad cop, and vice versa. Own the good cop and the bad cop in yourself, allow them to have the good cop, bad cop in them. That's the easiest way I can say it. Does that make sense? Start sitting. Like you guys are asking great questions, but you're also asking a lot of intellectual questions. Like, you're not doing the first step, and then you're asking me about what happens three miles down the road. Start quieting your mind. All these stuff will become self-revealing. If you quiet yourself, get your anxiety down, you'll become very clear. Relationships are very basic. It's one person's enabling the other. Caretaker, victim. These are the classic, typical things that happen, a mixture thereof. Pay attention. Why are you making excuses? Right now, any of you in any of your relationships, right now, you can tell me ten things that you know aren't right that you're doing. I do this, I really don't want to do it, I really should be doing this. We know. Do we have the energy, the gumption, the courage to change that? That's up to you. There's no right or wrong here. So that's a big question. I mean, we can talk about that. There is, if you go on, on my website, there is a podcast on relationships. That's answered very deeply. Piece by piece by piece. It's in the book too. But if you're asking that question, it means you're obviously doing it. I'll start with that. Alright? Dying, any last questions? Not dying questions, but as we are here. Go ahead. Go ahead. Stop right there. Should I? Stop right there. I'm stupid. That's everyone in this room. All this stuff is about because you don't want to look stupid. That person I told you about, I know, I know, yeah, 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 I know, I know. We don't want to look stupid. We don't understand that we're here to learn. Right? The best students I've had, whether I'm teaching racing, I'm teaching martial arts, I'm teaching this stuff, the people that ask the most basic questions, the best, they learn the quickest. There is no such thing as being stupid. You're here to learn. Body work is about getting your body work done. Why is crying bad? If the body work shames you, it's about letting go of control. And there is this piece of emotions where we think if we go into them, there'll be bottomless pits. That's why none of us go in there. It's not a bottomless pit. You have to jump into it. It'll be, you'll, you'll swim. We don't want to open this stuff because we think it's a bottomless pit. So it needs to be open. It has when to this be. Comes out, You'll get I you just go somewhere off, and let it out? Right there. Fuck going somewhere. Right there. You just paid some jackass to work on you. Why go somewhere else? That's your job. Do you understand that all of you who cried here today apologized? I'm like grateful that you're crying because you're crying for every person in this room. This is our culture. It's okay to get cancer from shoving your emotions down. God forbid you cry. I worked 50 years to cry. I worked hard to be able to cry as a man. It's only been a couple of years. I busted my ass to cry. 
And you're talking about holding it back? Cry. Jesus, beautiful. It's fear of, it's bottomless, it's fear of, you're going to get lost in it, it's shame for being vulnerable, fear of losing control. You don't go somewhere else, you let it out right there. Let it rip. It will make you feel more alive. We're one-dimensional human beings. Marcuse wrote this amazing book, One Dimensional Man, back in the 60s. We've become his caricatures. You know, Hollywood. It's like, that's our story. We're one-dimensional. Live your life fully. Most of us are living of what people expect of us. If you're not pissing off a couple of people every once in a while, boy, you're not living for real. You're, you're being such a good person. That's what I see. I see a lot of good people. Good people don't do too well in life. They get sick. They live one-dimensional lives. They suffer. Be real. All this stuff, all this new-agey bullshit, man. Jesus Christ, it's like another drug that people are shooting up. It ain't working too well. Look at the world around us. It ain't working too well. So do your part. That's all you can do. Be as authentic as you can be so you can live a full life. And it goes by quick. Look at today. It's freaking 5.30. We started at 10. Boom. It's one day. Gone. Done. Never to be returned. Hopefully you were here and you engaged in it. That's your life. It's... Now, I want to do a five-minute sit before we shut it out so we can leave here a little bit. Do you have it in you to do that? Yes. Okay. Five minutes. Three deep breaths and release this tension from your belly and chest. Ah. I want you to scream this next one. Ah. One more scream. back here from the base of your skull feel your feet on the ground really ground yourself now I want you to stay here as we go outside feel the body Hearing the sounds, gently open your eyes and just gaze in front of you, just two feet down, three feet away from your feet. And be here. Be here now. Be here now. Now. 
intending for full awakening, of all the energies and powers that we've gathered through the aeons, intending for releasing all that does not serve us. intending to invite in all that does and as we ask so it shall be and so it is feeling your hands on your feet, connection with the energy in the room, gently bring your gaze up, and look at everyone in this room who's carrying a piece for you. All aspects of yourself differentiated in this horrible, wonderful dance we call life. It's all you. It's okay for you to smile now a little bit. Soften up that mask. Belly soft. Feel like anxiety already coming up about subway you're gonna take. Be gentle. This is very deep ground. Be gentle with each other. Be gentle with people around you. Get the hell out of here. You're welcome. <laughs> You're welcome.